In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's the question you want to ask, but do not think it right. Yet Mary, the mother of our Lord, asks anyways, Son, why have you treated us so? Mary was in great distress. She tells him, her Lord, Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And then she asks, Why have you treated us in this way? Although rarely said out loud, it is commonly spoken by the psalmist to God. Questions which arise from deep pain and swirling confusion and bewilderment at God's perceived inaction or actions. Psalm 6, verse 3, My soul is greatly troubled, but you, O Lord, how long? Psalm 10, 1, Why, O Lord, do you stand far away? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Psalm 13, verse 1, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? Psalm 22, verse 1, Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Psalm 74, verse 1. O God, why do you cast us off forever? Why does your anger smoke against the sheep of your pasture? And so Mary begs of him, Son, why have you treated us so? Mary asks, not out of arrogance, but from a deep place of turmoil. The psalmist asks as well, and even at times, goes so far as to blame God for their perceived injustice. Even when they did nothing wrong, yet God was rejecting them. Psalm 44, verse 15. All day long my disgrace is before me, and shame has covered my face at the sound of the taunter and reviler, at the sight of the enemy and the avenger. All this has come upon us, though we have not forgotten you, and we have not been false to your covenant. Our heart has not turned back, nor have our steps departed from your way. Yet you have broken us in the place of jackals and covered us with the shadow of death. Awake! Why are you sleeping, O Lord? Rouse yourself. Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face from us? Why do you forget our affliction and oppression? And so likewise, the disciples cry out to the Lord who sleeps on a cushion in the back of the boat. Why are you sleeping? Awake! Do you not see that we are perishing? And Mary, after searching for three days throughout Jerusalem, Son, why have you treated us so? Did you not know that your father and I have been searching for you? And so you are not alone in your own cry of confusion and pain. And that pain, their pain, and your pain, it is understandable. When you look for Jesus, and Jesus is nowhere to be found, when his face is hidden from us, when the shadow of death covers us, and the storms of the sea crash into the boat, We all cry out just the same. 
Lord, why are you treating us in this way? Awake, do not reject us forever. It's the inevitable cry of a broken heart that's been looking for Jesus, but doesn't find him wherever they look. Mary and Joseph look for Jesus for three days. That's no small detail. Three days. He vanishes from their sight. They search high and low, and at least they're searching, unlike the disciples who will lock themselves in an upper room for the three days he leaves them for the grave. No, Mary and Joseph, they're running, panicking, seeking their son, seeking the Lord. Where would a 12-year-old be? We can only imagine the panic of Mary, her heart sinking within her every passing minute of not knowing where her son is. The sleepless nights of tossing and turning she endured only to find him after three days sitting in the temple, the Lord's house. She's exacerbated. She says, son, your father and I have been looking for you in such great distress for three days. Why have you treated us so? Jesus sees her and says, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know, Mother, that I must be in my father's house? It's the same language that the angels speak before his empty tomb to the women who seek him there. Didn't you know? You came searching for Jesus here? Why, he's not here. Why are you looking for him here? Didn't you know? He must be in his father's house. He's risen from the dead. But Mary doesn't understand the message. He was supposed to be by her side, in the family, on the way back to Nazareth, next to his mother, like every child should be, not away from her, not with strangers, not in Jerusalem. She does not understand. In fact, Luke explicitly tells us they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. Imagine her confusion. An angel appears to her at his conception and told her such good news. And again, an angel appeared telling them to run to Egypt. And again, Simeon and Anna announced such beautiful words when they take Jesus up in their arms. Mary's entire life around this child, she is told by God again and again all along the way just who this son of hers was and what he would do for the whole world. Yet, she doesn't understand. Is she not totally relatable in every way? Do you not understand her pain? The psalmist does. The disciples of the Lord do when they're on the boat and when they're in the garden of Gethsemane and when they're locked in the upper room. God is God, and they are not. And yet how often Jesus told them who he was and what he would do. I'm going to Jerusalem, and the chief priests and the scribes will hand me over to death, and I will be crucified. Three days later, I will be raised from the dead. Yet, they do not understand. And neither do you. 
Jesus' movements are puzzling to us. His perceived actions and inaction contradict our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so there upon his cross, he cries out a psalm of dereliction himself. Psalm 22, verse 1. My God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? Does Jesus not sympathize with you in every way? Does the Lord of heaven and earth not understand your pain? Does he not know the depths of the sadness and confusion you hold even before you say a word? You seek Jesus. And yet you do not find him. Material blessings are gifts from Jesus, but they are not him. The journey of a new career or the loss of a dream job is nowhere to find him either. And one's spouse, child, mother, or brothers, even these fade away like the grass. The flowers fade For dust we are, and to dust we shall return. But lift up your eyes. Could not the very angel of the Lord, who came to Mary and the the women outside of his tomb, not also come to you and ask, Why do you seek Jesus here? Didn't you know? He is not here. He is risen. Just as he said, Why are you seeking me, mother? Didn't you know? I must be in my father's house. Jesus, he is found here, in his father's house, in his holy word, rightly proclaimed and preached among us and believed by faith. Jesus is found here in his Father's house in the Holy Sacraments, which he himself instituted so that he might be present with you as he was that day with his mother, Mary, when he said unto her and also to you, Didn't you know that I must be in my Father's house? So many today in our world seek Jesus in countless ways other than where he told us again and again our entire life long, just where he has promised to be. Didn't you know? And so we come, humbled, with our deep pain and confusion and our longing questions, even cries of dereliction to our Father's house, to find Jesus where he has promised us he would be, in his word and in his sacraments. Mary gives to us a foreshadowing of the bride of Christ, the church of God, who comes into the temple of God, who stands in the very presence of Christ her Savior, and who asks boldly and humbly, Why are you treating us 
in this way because he is the only one who can handle such questions, who can handle your pain, who can forgive your sins here in his Father's house, where, where around his word and table, he plunges you in the waters of holy baptism in your eyes and hearts dripping with faith given by the Holy Spirit so that you may see in all things and in every way God the Father bringing you ever closer to your Lord so that you may rest in him and him alone. The Lord of heaven and earth, he who is risen from the dead, who has forgiven all of your sins. He is present here for you. And he neither slumbers nor sleeps in his Father's house. So come and hear and taste and see that the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever for you. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.